You're listening to Common Sense with Oxen Managing Director Jeremy Wilson and host Gab Davenport. Listen and learn your way through financial discussions as Jeremy dives into business success and how to achieve this through planning, forecasting, execution, managing cash flow, budgeting, and everything in between. We hear you already. Not another boring financial podcast. No, no. Common Sense is not like any of those because, well, Jeremy is not like any other accountant. Trust us. Take a listen and you'll see what we mean. Common Sense. They're not as common as you think. Good morning, Jeremy. Morning, Gabe. Here we go, talking all things strategic business planning today. So we'll kick straight into it with asking what a BHAG is. Good question, Gab. A BHAG is basically your big, hairy, audacious goal. Uh, it's long-term, it's challenging beyond what you can currently do. It's a little bit of a stretch, and it's going to move you from good to great. And I use those words specifically because the term came out of a book called From Good to Great, by Jim Collins, who focused on what was the, what was it that businesses need to actually be great. And the key ingredient, know where you're going, that's your BHAG. Excellent. And you often use, well, you've, you've spoken before about the mountain analogy. Can you give me an example of someone who's used the mountain analogy and how it's worked for them or parts of this? So the, the mountain analogy is just an easy way to visualise this whole concept of planning. So we've just talked about the BHAG, the big, hairy, audacious goal. That's the view from the top of the mountain that you intend to climb. Um, How are we going to climb that mountain? That's our strategy. Um, How are we going to actually survive on the mountain? We're going to set base camps along the way. Those are our milestones on the way to achieving our BHAG. And the steps that we're taking, those are the key initiatives that we need to do in the next 90 days, 30 days, 60 days, to get us to our base camp along the line of our strategy to eventually get to our BHAG. Got it, right. And so what's a good strategy to find the BHAG? There's three key elements involved in a BHAG, and the first one is probably the, the most critical, and that is you need to be passionate about what you're doing. If you get up in the morning and you don't want to go to work, you're not feeling motivated, you may find that you've actually got a job rather than a business that you are actually working for the business rather than the business working for you. If you're passionate, you can't wait to get up in the morning. You've got millions of ideas going around in your head about how things can get better and you just want to get there and get things done. That's passion. Uh, The second key element um, is obviously what drives your economic engine. We need to make some money out of this. So we need to be passionate. It needs to deliver some finance. And the last is the one that's a little bit scary. What can you be the best in the world at? Not the best in your suburb, not the best in your town, but the best in the world. Uh, Given this world that we now live in, the world is actually our market. It's no longer sufficient to simply think of our market as being that which we are surrounded by. It is the world. What can you be the best in the world at? That's quite daunting, isn't it? It is. It is. And exciting at the same time. Yeah, exactly. So how do you keep um, the bag alive and aspirational within the business? You know, how do you get the rest of the team on board? Um, And like you say, if it is, if we are thinking, what is it that we can be the best in the world at? How do we get everyone on board? I think you hit the nail on the head. How do we get everyone on board? There is no point in having a BHAG that works for one person but doesn't work for everyone. 
And that's why the planning process needs to involve those key people who are going to be part of helping you execute the plan. It's very difficult to set a BHAG that works for you and then tell everyone else this is what they're doing. So we need to have a form of communication that's working for the team and that's working for the business. We meet on a regular basis, we review our strategy, we make sure that we're still heading in the right direction. If we've deviated a little bit, we work on plans to bring us back in line with what we need to actually be doing. So it's all about communication, communication, communication. Yeah, great. And SMART goals are a common concept. They've been around for for quite some time. I think I remember learning about SMART goals when I was in uni, which was many moons ago. (laughs) But can you explain how they are effective and how to make them? Cool. Yeah, and I've added one to the end. It's an I. Okay. And that's called SMARTY. And the I stands for inspirational because we need our goals to basically motivate our team to achieve that BHAG. So let's look at the components. The S, specific. There's no point in saying to someone, oh, I'm going to increase my sales by 10% next year. That is not a SMART goal. We need to get specific. Who are we going to target? How are we going to target them? When are we going to do it? We need something measurable. So how much money are we going to invest? Or what's the output from this goal that we're looking for? It needs to be achievable. We may not know how we're going to achieve it, but it needs to be achievable. It needs to be relevant to the business. Time bound, that's the T, and one I focus on a lot. There is no point in setting a goal and not having a specific deadline that that goal needs to be actioned by and inspirational we need to motivate the team so s for specific m for measurable a for achievable r for relevant t for time bound i for inspirational and if you were to choose maybe two or three of those say we couldn't complete all of the one two three four five six what would be the two or three main ones that you would say really definitely don't leave these out I think for me, it's always going to focus around measurable and time bound. Measurable, what you can measure gets managed, what you can manage gets done. Time bound, we do sometimes find businesses that can procrastinate, Mm. can get pulled offline, can deviate from their strategy because they've just not set themselves a time by which things need to happen. So those would be two of the key elements in any goal. Yeah, right. And then I guess when we get thrown things like COVID and our business might have had to have come to a stop or a halt in some in some way, shape or form, we're going to have to relook at our SMART goals, aren't we? 100%. Yes, yeah, so it's a constantly moving sort of beast. It is, it is. And that's where your co-driver that we talked about in the last session comes into play. Uh, you need to have that person who potentially is not someone that you're sharing a pillow with, <laughs> but someone who can turn around to you and say what they need to say and help you redirect the business. Yeah, right. Someone like you. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, so if we're looking at critical numbers or what critical numbers are, how can we use them in the business and how many are optimal? Great. So if we go back to uh, last time session, we talked about the business being like a car where we had the co-driver, which was your business coach. We had the numbers on the dashboard, which was our forecast. And we had the plan, which is our GPS. Think of our critical numbers as being like headlights that shine out in front of your company or car and let you know what is ahead. So quite often we'll call them predictive KPIs. Now, if we look at those letters KPI, the critical letter there is the I. It's an indicator. It does not have to be a 100% 
accurate measure down to the 17th decimal point that takes someone days and days to compute. I would like a KPI to take about two to three minutes to calculate once a week or once a month and to be focused on something that is key, that's the K, to the performance of the business. And the people that are being measured with respect to their KPIs must be able to influence them. There is no point in setting someone a KPI that they have no influence over. Yeah, excellent. And then I guess the, the last sort of question, which may be a fundamental thing in business, is communication. So communication, meetings, daily huddles or whips. Um, can you explain the benefit of these and maybe give examples of who uses them and how they use them and how to go best about implementing these if, for example, you don't already have these set up in your business? Yeah, cool, Gab. And we talked before about you know, communication being the key. Um, the meeting rhythm, as we call it, is the key. Uh, I spoke to Vern Harnish many years ago, who was the person that came up with this planning process that we used um, and continue to use, and he told me that we needed to have more meetings. My initial reaction was, no way, no way. I do not need to spend more time in meetings. And he said, no, no, not more time, just more meetings. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. So we've broken the meeting rhythm down into three key elements, daily, weekly, monthly. Now, if we look at daily, this is a five to seven minute daily meeting held at a bit of an oddball time, not 10 o'clock where everyone turns up at 10.15, but 11.08. And it's focused on maybe two or three key elements that will help unblock people, remove roadblocks during their operational day. So I would go around the team and I'd say, okay, Let's talk about Mary. Mary, what did you say you were going to do yesterday? Did you achieve that? How are your stress levels, Mary? What are you planning on achieving tomorrow and today? And is there anything in the way that we need to focus on? And Mary says, oh, yes, I need to get this from Phil. And I go, oh, great. Right, Mary and Phil, can you take this offline and have a discussion about that? Because we need this to be moved along. Straight away, we're unblocking people. Weekly, we're going to sit down with our team and we're going to be focusing on one, two, or three of the key initiatives that we wanted to focus on in the next 90 days for our plan to achieve its BHAG. So we might be talking to someone who may own the task of setting up a website, creating more KPIs. We'll talk through with that person, how are they going, are they having any problems, do we need to brainstorm any ideas. That weekly meeting is probably going to take about 30 minutes. And lastly, we're going to have a monthly meeting. Here, we're probably going to get out some numbers. We're probably going to disclose to the team things about KPIs, business performance. We're going to remind them about the BHAG. We're going to reconnect them with the strategy. And we're going to make sure that we're all on the right page and we're all heading in the same direction. Yeah, great. So, And that's an amazing way to make everyone in the team feel included and feel on board with the, with the BHAG. That's correct. And big companies, small companies, they all use this to basically drive efficiency, remove roadblocks, and make sure that performance is heading in the right direction. Yeah, great, great team morale. Yeah. Excellent. Was there anything else you'd like to add to that, Jeremy? Probably I just wanted to leave you with one little quote that I quite often use, and it, it talks about a coach. And this is from a guy called Tom Landry, and he was a, a gridiron coach. And it's, it's a lovely little quote. And it basically says, a coach is someone who tells you what you don't want to hear, who has you see what you don't want to see, so you can be who you have always known you could be. 
Love it. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much, Jeremy. Look forward to speaking on the next podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Common Sense and be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on future episodes. And if you're looking for accounting or coaching services for your business, be sure to reach out via www.oxen.nz. Thanks for tuning in and subscribe.